I like this up tempo part. Yep. Oh, that's touching. That's touching. Yeah, yeah, man, that really brings me back. And that was a wink, right? Hopefully yep. that was a fucking wink. No, <laughs> you just let out a squeaker there at the end. Yeah, hopefully that was an eyes wide shut moment. <laughs> I'm I'm a little concerned about this Denver the last dinosaur. <laughs> I like I really am because it's first, you know, like he's my friend and a whole lot more. I guess we can infer they're friends and he's a dinosaur, and maybe that's the lot more. Yeah, I um, think it, it's in reference to just that he is he's more than just a friend. He's a crazy cool uh, friend. A crazy cool, a cool, cool friend. But isn't that like, you know, the same, same thing? Yeah. As, wouldn't that be like, he's my friend and also my friend? Yeah, he's my <laughs> friend times two. Denver, the last dinosaur, can't go within a hundred meters of the school anymore. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh, yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga. Welcome to Pop Saga, a show about pop culture as experienced through the lens of two friends slipping further into decrepitude with each passing moment. Today we're talking about Marvel's new animated series, What If, based on the comic book of the same name. I'm one of your hosts, Forrest, and I'm taking a break from searching the multiverse for a reality in which this podcast is good, well-produced, and, you know, listenable. I'm joined, as always, by John Watu, the watcher who, despite pledging never to interfere, does so pretty much all of the time. John, you may know all and see all, but are you ready to dish all about What If Season 1, Episode 1, What If Captain Carter Was the First Avenger? Yes. That's yeah, good. Yeah, that's, <laughs> Otherwise, my wa- that's, that's my watcher voice. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I definitely yeah. heard the watching in it, but not yeah, interfering. Yeah. I will not. It knows that I do not like activities. <laughs> yep. So, other than voyeurism. <laughs> I feel like... Take that they, how you will. <laughs> the watcher is sort of your uh, spirit animal, huh? Because like, he also seems like he doesn't like walking. Oh yeah, for sure. He's like he's he's big. He's bald. He doesn't like physical activity. He just likes uh, you know watching shit on the internet. I assume. Um, <laughs> yeah, but that's what he does now. That's the secret to the watcher. He's just like I love PewDiePie, and we're like, oh, I don't know, man. Oh man, don't don't <laughs> him really. <laughs> Couldn't pick anyone else, huh? Whole, yeah. You, you didn't you didn't even want to like Mr. Beast. <laughs> have you been watching like, it for a long time or just like did you, did you hear about it on cnn and now you just started watching like what's going on 
Yeah, can you? Like, there's so many more interesting people. You, you watch the guy <laughs> who makes the uh, the 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 present traps that explode and glitter and sp- spray fart spray. That's way more entertaining than a a, a PewDiePie. <laughs> sure. No, I like PewDiePie's sense of humor. <laughs> oh man, just don't. <sighs> Can't don't much a guy watch. do satire anymore? Without it, being judged, <laughs> is it though? No, I'm. I'm. <laughs> this, these are not opinions said by Forrest. This is a Watu Watcher's opinions. Yeah, yeah, Watu. <laughs> <laughs> a great yeah. sound from a fantastic show. I'm um, glad I. Uh, uh, finished drinking my drink before that place because it probably would have ended up all over my keyboard. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, welcome to the show, everybody. This is not just a show where we uh, take time out of our day to, um, you know, uh, rag on people we don't know that much about. Do you know much about PewDiePie? I know next to nothing. I have not watched a single thing he has produced. Uh, here, here. I, I, I can two times that. I yes. I know the name. Um, yes, I know the name from several troubling articles I've read. But uh, beyond that, uh, so that is all to, to say, you know what? I don't know. Um, you don't know. Um, I don't know. Our opinions don't matter. So please don't take it personally. <laughs> Anybody out here is that might be listening. Yeah, this, this show is uh, completely nothing but what ifs we would do something differently or not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's just a nonstop our own what if for our own lives. I mean, if the watcher was watching us, he'd be really fucking tired. You're like, God damn. What if, yeah. you know, like <laughs> they're, 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 they're going down that PewDiePie rabbit hole again. Oh no. <laughs> This may have been, this may be like, uh, like a silly thing to say, but I used to say when people would, would see that I had a, like a webcam and it wasn't taped up or, you know, somehow obscured, people would say, well, what if someone like hacked into your webcam and then like was able to spy on you? And I would be like, man, what a bad day for them. They're, right? <laughs> they're breaking into somebody's and they're just going to see someone just turning into a blob slowly <laughs> over the course of a few months. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, they'll be like, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> He's not eating a salad the whole time I've watched him. How could somebody eat chicken tenders that often? Yeah, without any sauce. Just, take, <laughs> just eat some dry. <laughs> he eats them frozen. Oh, okay, that, that's that's. I don't want to put that out there about myself that I somehow <laughs> suck on frozen chicken strips. I mean, they're still it said they're fully cooked. Exactly. Yeah, they're still it's good. still good. It's like a chicken popsicle. <laughs> I can see you there eating it. You know, you prefer it really just fresh out of the freezer, and like the minute they just start getting room temperature, like, ugh, they're ugh. warm. Brody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can taste the chicken now. <laughs> it's been very hot down here in uh, in Southern California lately, and so mm. you know what? A frozen sucking on little Tyson's chicken tendies right now sounds uh, 
Hmm, sounds like it might be appealing. What flavor um, do you want? Uh, give me the barbecue, please. Tangy. <laughs> yeah. I was, the tangier, the better. I was getting a drumstick, and yeah, no, I don't want any of that. Yeah, give me the, give, just give me the honey barbecue tendy right there. Yeah. It's, it's, they already have sticks in them. I did it before I put them in the freezer. So <laughs> I put them in the, I put toothpicks in them and then put them in the ice cube trays. Like, I don't know if you used to do that when you were a of kid. Course, just of like, course, yeah. yeah. Mom's you, old desserts. It's like, <laughs> we got like, grape juice and we got toothpicks. And you're just like, ah, it tastes like freezer burn. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And like, I would just like suck the, the sugar out of it. Like, just sucking of sugar out of an ice cube, and then you'd just be left with this weird grayish ice cube, and you'd yeah. be like, well... Def- uh. Definitely less healthy. Yeah. And <laughs> then know, you look you- across the street, and, like, the kid across the street got has, like, a for real otter pop, and you're like... <sighs> He's got the green one. He's got the yeah. lime one, I, I guess. I'm assuming that green is lime. <laughs> you know... I've said many times that I've, I grew up in sort of a small town, and what kind of a, what is a thing about me is I never got to experience the whole ice cream truck part of childhood. Did you? And not really, because I grew up in the city, so right. You know, it wasn't like they were patrolling my neighborhoods. It wasn't until way later, like like in the suburb parts of. Yeah, San Francisco's mm-hmm. where I've heard ice cream trucks, but all of them look like something out of Mad Max. So I don't know if <laughs> I would. Oh no! You know, like I mean, literally the doof warriors on top of the roof—they're all like welded gates together, and it's just playing the you know the, the <laughs> come get some ice cream. You're like, no, nah, I'm good. Um, <laughs> yep, you got Chili the Penguin, uh, you know, just on his knees on the the hood, being like, witness me. <laughs> <laughs> just shooting flames all over the the closest thing was like if i went to like uh mission district they had the dudes on the bikes that had like the little uh like the pop carts you know like with all the like knockoff characters yeah it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like michelangelo it was more like you know purple turtle <laughs> yeah it was just like oh uh Macau, okay, it looks like a ninja turtle, <laughs> ninja bear, you ninja. Know. What <laughs> you just like? They're just like complete knockoff pops that you used to get and stuff. Like that. Probably be the closest thing. That uh, uh, yeah, it, it just was just weird because it seems like every piece of pop culture sort of assumes that everybody has that same shared experience, or it, at least it it may have. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's really a thing any anymore too much, but. Um, but it was well, always a thing where I would be like, someday, maybe someday I'll hear that jingle jangle. And then, you know, of course we would lived on a dirt road. So, you know, you, you, what do you got? A super WRX going to drift around to <laughs> do a rally race around with your ice cream. Nah, I mean, there was one in my neighborhood. But I don't know if it was like COVID or you got shot or something else happened. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you'd be here, it'd be like eight o'clock at night, and you'd hear the, 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 you know, the ice cream man song, and you're just going, "What are you doing at eight o'clock at night?" Yeah, kids like shouldn't kids be at 
in in home or something like i mean i know when i was a kid i used to hang out way too late but what you doing trying to yeah stop trying to lure kids out yeah eight o'clock they should be at home playing the sega genesis yeah man we're dated (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i got a question for you Forrest. yes our plan is working perfectly have the youth listen to our podcast, and through the sound waves, we'll steal their energy. <laughs> I mean, what? Uh, what? What? What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, what if we uh, start the show? <laughs> uh, look, I got like uh, I got forty more minutes on ice cream. <laughs> All right, I'll, let me just no, go just ahead and, uh, let me just drink my untitled art hard seltzer pineapple mango to get through this. Ooh, you know, you know what? Uh, as luck would have it, my high noon sun sips vodka and soda hard seltzer is also Ooh. pineapple flavored, and it's quite good. Oh, yeah, this thing is, this is pretty. This is pretty tasty. Yeah did you did you end up tasting that um, the tequila and soda and whatever we were talking about the the ranch water? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I did. What did you think? It was a thing. Hmm? Yeah, not a fan? Yeah. Well, no. I don't want to say I'm not a fan. I just want to be like, Tequila and I, you know, we've had I see. You know, a pretty messy relationship. So it's kind of really hard for me to hang out with Tequila from time to time. So i got to be very careful. Because um, last time, uh, I wish I had two toilets. Um <laughs> And, yeah, I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, like, you're like, oh, man, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. I should have never went to Chevy's. I had too good of a time. And now, uh, now I'm feeling the uh, repercussions from my decisions. Ignoring wow. the fact that I had a bunch of scorpion bowls, hurricanes, and everything else. That sure. I, I'm just sure. blaming the Chevy's. <laughs> Well, um, you know, wow, talk about dating ourselves. What, Chevys? Chevys? Yeah, of course. That was the place to go for They were good for food. a little bit. Yeah. Were they? That like I remember yeah. them being pretty good and then yeah. the co- like the uh the quality mm. dipping mm. like off a cliff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, mm. I think you're living in a what if. Yeah, what maybe Chevy's was good. No, but I think maybe it was just the Chevy's because I lived over in Emeryville and they had a Chevy's that was on the water and like looked right across the bay to, uh, to San Francisco. And it was ah, like, so it was a romantic Chevy's. It was nice. Yeah. Yeah. You're I like, guess maybe oh. you just, the food is this crap, but you're just like, but the view. Uh, look, look at this view and look, they gave me a chip shaped like a cactus. <laughs> it was in my tamale that was way too sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember yeah. those days. But anyway, you're right. But, but the uh, the the ranch it was good. It was good. Okay. It, it, it was mixed well. Yeah, right. I, it, it was subtle. It wasn't too sweet. Crushable. Yeah, exactly. But you know, you could definitely. Well, I could definitely tell tequila's in it. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of your relationship with with uh, tequila will depend. Your mileage may vary. Yes, I yeah, mean I know sense. I'm not the only one who's had a rough time. You know, sometimes it's vodka. It's rarely gin. Um, 
And rarely whiskey, believe it or not. I don't ever meet anyone's like, I can't drink no whiskey, but maybe it's just the people I hang out with. But I, I, I would definitely drink more, but you know, today I wanted something tropical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. The uh the sun's beaten down and it's time for a little uh, tropical fruits mixed in with your adult libations. <laughs> let's get started with this podcast. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm tired of myself. Well, there you go. I, uh, <laughs> glad you figured that one out. <laughs> uh I needless to say uh spoilers Yes, spoily spoilies. Yeah, like, I mean, spoilers for sure. Spoilers for a lot of different stuff, actually. Because I think in in talking about this, we will have to talk about, like, the larger state of the Marvel Universe. And it it might, you know, we may talk about, like, stuff that happened in Loki. We might talk about stuff that happened in Captain America movies. So I think it's a big... It's a big old spoily landmine, potentially. Yeah, okay, fair. I'll remove the asterisk. Originally, I was like, if we just keep it to the show, it would be, but I think contextually, we will need to probably mention a little bit more. Not, we definitely won't be deep diving those topics, but we'll just no. mention them to kind of give, I guess, context for this. Uh, yeah, okay, but yeah, if you're planning on watching this, or for some reason you were like, I'm gonna bank, you know, fifteen years of Marvel movies before I finally watch them. <laughs> but you listen to this or anything, uh a stop. <laughs> listen to Dear Skeletor instead, where we'll spoil something else for you. Yeah. And then, you know, wait for uh next week's episode, which will definitely be something that well, I'll still give the spoiler warning. It'd be shame on you for never seeing it. That's yeah. All I'll say. Yeah, a little tease. Yeah. A little a little breadcrumb. Can you yeah. figure out the mystery? What if you did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a whole didn't? show. It's a yeah. whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. The whole thing is we talk around what we're talking about. Everything's super vague, and then you have to figure out what that show is. <laughs> the grab bag show. Yeah. We're like, we'll workshop it. What what did we listen to? What was their episode about? So there was a person in a place, and he did some things with some friends. Oh, yeah. You know there are friends in it, so that's a pretty good hint yeah. right off the bat. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about what if. This show, uh, as you may or may not be aware out there, is based on a, the comic of a same the same name, which is what if. And um, I was wondering, John, do you have a history with What If Comics? And do you have like one that kind of jumps out at you as your favorite? I wish I could be like, of course, What If issue 57, the time Peter Parker, you know, uh, wasn't Spider-Man, but was Daredevil instead. Um, no, I don't. What Ifs? Uh, the, the concept of What If is always cool, but never enough to attract me to read any. Like, because there's such, normally there's such self-contained stories that it's just one of those things where it's just like, eh, eh, you know. Eh, sure, I, yeah. No interest, you know, it's like, I don't want to see, you know, Daredevil, you know, uh, Hulk 
or you know something like that or you know what if all the marvel heroes were dead yeah you know none of, none of that stuff so um there's not one i can really think of or um uh point out as like yeah that that one's really good but i like the concept as especially as i've gotten older i i kind of like the the idea behind what if how about yourself yeah, I I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of what if. Um and if you know one thing about me, it's that I love different versions of the same thing. Uh seeing people's like different takes on a universe or a story uh is always like really I don't know, it's just one of those things that really uh attracts my interest. And what if was like perfect for me because like I said before, like I didn't have access to like whole runs of comic series and arcs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I could pick up a what if book, like you said, totally self-contained story, it'll give you the kind of what you need to know to set the table uh, about the story that this is sort of forks off from or the premises that it's based on. And so you can have a fun comic reading experience and it's always something that, you know, they they take chances with the characters and do interesting, um, I don't know, just interesting alternate things with them that they would never consider doing in the, in the mainline comics. So you get a, a lot of really interesting stories that the, the, where the writer is given, you have to assume, a little bit more freedom than usual. And I know one that, there's one that I remember particularly and i don't know if it was my favorite but it really sticks out of my head was volume two number 31 and that's what if spider-man kept his cosmic powers um because there was a brief moment in time in which he became he got those crazy cosmic powers and became captain universe i believe is the is what they call those the it's what they call you when you get those powers. And he, I don't know, he had those cool, like, uh, I don't even know what those are, those atomic sort of uh, power, uh, you know, encircling his hand, and he had, like, crazy webs and stuff, and just, like, that cosmic Spider-Man is just such a cool-looking outfit, too, with this, like, little bit of his regular costume sticking out where the mouth part is, which, you know... Kind of doesn't make sense, but it's kind of great. Um, but yeah, that one that was great because it includes a fight between Cosmic Spider Man and Venom, in which Venom just is like, "I give up," because he can't <laughs> fight Spider Man, and then <laughs> Spider Man like dominates him so hardcore that that Venom just agrees to take up the mantle of Spider Man because Spider Man wants to retire. <laughs> Gee. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, I'm done. I'm, He's just I'm, like, I don't want to be Cosmic or Spider-Man anymore. And then I'm, him and Mary Jane have a child, and, and it has the Cosmic power. And, and they're like, whoa, <laughs> It's a, I don't know, it was really, really sticks in my memory for whatever reason. Yeah, but like, I remember somewhere like, I don't want to be like, somewhere like real big stretches, you know, like, what if Venom was the Punisher, and you're just sure, like, yeah, they don't always win. They're not all, yeah. they're not all uh, winners. You get a lot of, it's a grab bag. <laughs> Agreed. Or, or you know, like, what if Thor battled Conan? You're like, you mean when Thor 
absolutely murders Conan. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, right. Some of them are, yeah, they, they definitely run the gamut. I can't argue with you there. But it is kind of cool to have, like, these self-contained versions of these characters and stories where you don't have to necessarily worry about, like, um, continuity. Like you said, you got to experience it because you never had to worry about you know, getting <laughs> yeah. issue number five and then be like, oh, <laughs> right. I didn't read one through four. What happened? Oh, didn't no. matter. Oh, God, what happened? <laughs> God, I need to know. You know, you're not goatee and all this shit. So you're good. Yep. Well, and it's interesting too that they how they sort of take that concept and apply it to this show since um, coming on the heels of the end of Loki, now we have this, instead of having one sacred timeline we have this infinite branching different realities that uh, they're clearly setting up to be the sort of future of the next phase of marvel movies they're going to feature these different like takes on characters and Mm -hmm. at least a few of the movies seem to be hinting that they will um include the multiverse uh, of course, the Doctor Strange movie, the most uh, obvious one since it's in the title. But um, it's interesting that how they position the show as sort of the direct result of the finale of Loki. It takes the, the, the concept behind the comics and then contextualizes it within the greater story arc of the Marvel Universe. And it's just like another example of Kevin Foggy like making this amazing um sort of overarching vision but then also providing a space to explore stuff that is free of the shackles of being so um beholden to canon. I agree with you 100%. It's it's gross how well architected this is in, right? in like just how everything falls, how it explains everything away for you, so you can go into this without being like, huh? what is this what if? What are they talking about here? Like, Because you have context. They know who's watching these you know, movies. They know who's watching these shows. So they're like, well, you're going to watch this, and then you'll understand why we're releasing, like in this instance, what if now? So you're going to yeah. see all this crazy shit because we're priming you for a bunch of crazy shit you're going to see in the movies. So, you know, if as long as you watch this, you're going to definitely be ready for like what's going to be coming down the pipe um, more so than others. Versus it just being it's kind of its own insular thing. And the fact that it is really tied into the, you know, the cinematic universe. It's really, I mean, it, God, I... I wish I had a fraction of, like, I hate to use the word genius in this case, but literally a, a fraction of his genius to be able to say, okay, this is what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, this, is the, right. this, is, this is how far I'm thinking. And then after that, I'll have so much money, I'll finally be able to go, what if I never had to work again? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah, even though this guy just seems to be just doubling down on his workload, he's making a uh, Star Wars. He's making a Star Wars. I mean, you, you want something that is reliable, you go Marvel. Like, you maybe you might not love everything they do, or you might, yeah, he's all right. 
<laughs> this is your. This is for the people who did not grow up with superhero movies like we did. You know, where it's <laughs> right. like Captain America's yeah. got a clear fucking plastic shield and wears a motorcycle <laughs> helmet, and that was the height of Marvel's cinematic universe at the time. And yeah, you're like, hey, Doctor Strange is a little too much CG. It's like we we didn't get Doctor Strange. We had Trial of the Incredible Hulk. It featured Hulk, Thor. I put that in quotes. And Daredevil. And Daredevil did nothing but wore nothing but black. And everyone was like, his costume's red. And they were like, fuck you, fans. You ain't getting shit. It's black now because it shows up better on TV. And that Thor just it. looks like uh, it looks like an extra off of a you know a Viking movie <laughs> that they just had in wardrobe. You know, like uh, yeah, just give the horned helm. It's fine. Um, that was it. So like these MCU movies are kind of like just so reliable and so entertaining <laughs> that it's just you're, like you're I, on fire right now. Did somebody set you off with the? Uh... <laughs> Well, I, with their uh, critiques of the uh, MCU, yeah, people who are <laughs> people like when I read the internet and I just mm, go like mistake God, one, yeah, that is a problem. Like you know, obviously doing a little bit of research for this episode, nothing too crazy because I just want to enjoy the ride, sure, along with everybody else. But just hearing people complain about shit left and right. I'm just like, motherfuckers, you don't realize how good you got it. I had had four Batman movies that were not good. Just were not good. But people are like, these are great. Batman 89 is great. Michael Keaton's the greatest Bruce Wayne ever. I mean, I guess. (laughs) But none of those are Batman movies to me, but I keep soldiering on, hoping for the best. But now you have literally this whole universe that is just multifaceted, multi-leveled, and you still want to complain, well, it could be better. Get out of here. And then, like, (laughs) the complaints that are coming because of this first episode of this one, I just go, like, get the... Get the fuck out of here. This is literally now. What if Marvel created good cartoons for their comics? Yeah, the for the first, first time, time ever. First time. Like, this is so momentous because I know, you know, as the, you know, the comic book lords have deemed. Yes, of MC, course. Uh, MCU movies. You know, Marvel makes the good movies. DC makes the good cartoons. Mm-hmm. Right, and I would say it's really hard to argue with because I enjoy a lot of the DC cartoons because they are what they are, but I'm not a big fan of most of their movies. Yeah, this this instance, I'm like, I watched a Marvel cartoon, I was going, "Damn, that was fun!" Holy smokes, that was a good time. I was like, because they've have you know at this point like what twelve years of built. Like, you know, uh, you know, built foundation to be able to do these different things, but still feel familiar. Holy smokes. And then I'm seeing all these people complaining about it and just gets my ire up. And then I go right back to old Captain America or fucking the other, the nineties Captain America movie where he had rubber ears. Yep. They rubber didn't want- ears. Exactly. 
they didn't want to cut holes in the, that suit or make it work with his normal human ears, so they just molded ears on and painted them vaguely flesh color. He would steal cars constantly in that movie. He literally would, like, get you to get out of your car, trick you, and then run into it and drive off. And it's not Well, that's like the was- one thing that I really appreciate about those movies, because they don't delve into that part of the comics too much. Uh, that's fair. Him being like, Steve you know, Rogers is always stealing people's cars. Cars, that's, that's fair. That was his one character flaw. Yep. Yeah. 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 Stealing old Edison's before now, you know. Yeah, the uh, you know they uh, they had that famous Iron Man issue, Demon in a Bottle. Um, but for Cap, they had yeah, Demon in the driver's seat. He's always stealing. You gotta stop, Cap. I I can't. I I need to just keep you know stealing these cars, <laughs> Captain. You're a carjacker. No. no. Bucky, no! Someone hide my brick. Breaking <laughs> into the cars. Why don't you use your shield? This is quiet! quiet. I can't tarnish the shield stealing a car. But I, I must. Use a spark plug! <laughs> I must. The quick rush of stealing someone's automobile. You know, a Ford Focus. Or like, you know, something fast. Maybe like an old <laughs> Porsche. Oh, the thrill of the, the the steel, and then taking it down the street and abandoning it. That is, that is Captain America for you. Yeah, he's a he. Yeah, uh, he had a real chop chop thing going for a while. But we wish him well. Well, I mean, or maybe that's another episode of What If uh, Marvel yeah. get at us. Yeah, what <laughs> if you know? What, what if? if Captain America had an addiction to car thievery? You know, we're offer only. (laughs) We will not audition. Nor will we do any sort of test or sort of spec script. Just take this podcast and use that as your uh, proof. Exactly. What if Pop Saga wrote an issue of What If? Yep. I like it. (laughs) Headline, Marvel goes out of business. (laughs) Yeah, these two decrepitated dudes are the ones who fucking <laughs> ruined the whole uh, whole thing. These, these two old nerds they screwed it up for everyone. Yeah, Dude, one just kept going on a rant about how good we have it, and then he ruined it. When I was a boy, yeah, I had to watch Captain America. He looked dumb as hell. <laughs> he looked terrible. They, he, they had to juice his suit. They'd have to wring it out after each day because of what it was made out of. Juice his suit. Oh, woof! That yeah, sounds I, so gross. Well, I mean, dude, that suit is gross. Like, if you look, if you squint at the 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 box art for it, you know, not not, not a whole eye, you know, like like really just like squint and view through, and it's about twenty feet away. It looks pretty good, but the minute you get any closer, you're like, oh yeah, no, they had to they had to wring that suit out daily, and then like just talcum powder him into it. 100%. Yeah, that was one of those movies that I always saw at the local video store. And never watched, so I just had this like idea in my head that, that out there there was like this great Captain America movie I'd never seen. But even as a kid, I I was like, "There's a reason I've never heard of this." 
yeah, reason I'm, nobody's talking about this movie. Yeah, I think honestly, it's better that it lives in your brain that way than actually watching it because it is it, it's not good. Yeah, it's I have all I need to know is I have like I have a huge leather bound tome that it's like the history of Marvel, and they go through all of the. This is before they had like good stuff so they go through all that like the development of all those old shows and movies and stuff and mm-hmm. i read all about terrible captain america and that's that's where it's gonna stay i think perfect yep keep it there <laughs> yeah it's a good idea um but as we said before this is the episode of what if and the premise is what if captain carter was the first Avenger. So what if Peggy Carter was injected with a super soldier serum and uh, blasted with Vita rays and uh, she became the, uh, you know, the pinnacle of human strength and beyond. I think hmm. it, she shows in this, this show that I would say her Captain America is more strong than mainline Captain America. Yeah, I would say I would not only agree that I hate to be controversial right off the bit, but I think her captain is better than regular captain. (laughs) What do you mean? I mean, you know, just she was whooping people left and right in this in ways that I've never seen Captain America whoop people before. Like, I mean, he's beating people up in the movies, okay? But I kind of wish I would have saw this. In a movie, because that's how badass it is. Well, yes, the animation is incredible, and some of the fight scenes are second to none. I kind of felt like it was like, you know how each movie, they kept upping Cap's power level? Like, in in the first Avenger, he's strong, but maybe just as strong as the strongest person in the world. And then he... they sort of increasingly make him stronger and more agile and and more durable to the point where he is definitely like metahuman super strength level. I think they kind of start it's like if they if they had had Cap with his abilities and power that he has in the later movies in First Avenger, it would be more like this, but they just they just, you know, skipped all the way to the end as far as she's concerned, and I think that was the right call. Yeah, I mean, the the movie Cap always felt more along the lines of uh, Ultimate's Captain America, where he's definitely stronger than, like, the 616 counterpart. Yeah. Because, you know, normal Captain America, I mean, he was fit. I mean, definitely fitter than me. I, I can't rag him on his cardio and his, you know, how much he could bench press, but it wasn't like he was lifting tons or anything like that. But the Ultimate's version for sure could, and it was kind of nice to see this reflected there. I also kind of take the um, the idea of what or who they're injecting, like, you know, the super soldiers serum into, and how that enhances them to, like, you know, the nth degree. And since, you know, Steve Rogers isn't as when he was, you know, skinny Steve Rogers wasn't necessarily the fittest or healthiest of people. It definitely made him fit and stuff, but if they would have put it in a healthy person like they did with Carter in this one, we saw that benefit too. Like, you know, she okay. was even stronger and stuff like that because she was already naturally fitter. 
I was going to ask you that because I kind of that was my head cannon as well. I was I was thinking, oh, this is what it's like when you inject the super uh, soldier serum into somebody who is healthy and, and not like a, a shrimp like uh, Skinny Steve is. Yeah, like you know, I mean, he, I mean, when they go through his, you know, reasons why he's denied being, you know, just enlisted was, you know, he had so many different ailments and issues. But, you know, Peggy doesn't have any of that. So it's like a a better base to build off of because it's already a healthy base. You're just making it healthier. I got the uh, idea from a She-Hulk comic, of all things, where they're like, oh. yeah, she, where because it, it was She-Hulk, but she wor- worked out as She-Hulk. And they're like, you know, if you worked out as Jennifer, you would become stronger as She-Hulk because it's just... You know, like you, you, you've hit She-Hulk's strength is capped, but you, Jennifer, you haven't capped that yet. So, like, if you worked out and got healthier there, then it would be reflective in you know, as when you're transforming to She-Hulk. And I thought that was a pretty interesting. Like, yeah, it makes kind of sense in a way because you know the gamma rays and all that stuff is changing the physiology to a certain point. So the base, if you're fitter. It would make sense that when you transform and do it, it would be even you. You would be even more fit. Yeah, yeah, that is uh, interesting. Well, I, I think that that does seem to be the case here, or at least that was my head canon, and I had no prior She-Hulk uh, knowledge to base that on. Yeah, well, you know, not everyone's cool as me. You know, reading She-Hulk. <laughs> well, I mean, that yeah. is for sure. Uh, but you know what else is really cool is the animation in this show. Holy smokes, yes. I was a little on the fence when I saw the the trailer uh, for this show. And because I kind of have a complex relationship with, uh, you know, 3D animated uh, cartoons that are meant to look like they're 2D. I think the the times that that has been good and has hit... Uh, the target for me are very few and far between. Um, so I was a little wary, and the stuff that I saw in the trailer was okay, but it didn't, like, sell me. But I have to say, after after watching this episode, I am 100% sold on this direction and this style. It looks awesome, and they didn't try to make it look like anime, which is uh, nice to see. Yeah, no, I... I so I had no trailer context. I just had like the static image that just kept making the circles. I didn't watch any trailers. I didn't see any movement. So I was just like, I have no idea what it is. I just I've just been a fan of like this Captain Carter idea when it was uh, introduced in a comic. Yeah, it, um, it is from a comic, right? And I just was like, wow, that that costume looks so dope i'm for it so then when they were like yeah we're gonna put that in this what if cartoon i was like all right i don't care i'm for it i'll take it any way i can get it and uh that was great but seeing the animation in this was just stellar from the uh uh the color palette to how they would track certain shots and yeah just the animation was cre- clean and crisp and I I really enjoyed it, like so much so. Yeah, 
And and just to clarify an earlier point, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with anime. I love anime, but uh, when Western studios try to sort of copy that look, I find that their success is dubious. Um, I but, don't feel it would work with what they're doing here. No, it definitely wouldn't. Yeah. I like that this reminds me more of uh you know kind of a, an older disney cartoon a lot of the expressions are very disney like and i think it's that mm-hmm. mixed with a comic aesthetic and i think it works just fantastic i get i can't wait to see more people uh, more of the heroes and characters that i like from uh the movies done in this style i'm, I'm so i'm like super excited for the rest of the series to come out it, it is nice to see them finally leverage like that Disney ass, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's that's the one thing. That's where Warner Brothers did so well with their cartoons was because they at least knew how to do cartoons and they knew who to go to for it. And you know, you had your gold standard of you know Batman the animated series on how to like set tone and everything else. And I was just like, come on Disney or come on Marvel, you're in, you're in Disney's home now. Like, go talk to them. You want to talk about people who know how to animate something and make it memorable and, you know, thoughtful and beautiful? Go talk to them. And then to your point, this has very much that, like, I guess a neoclassic Disney feel to it. Like, yeah, how how well the character movements are, you know, the choices of color, like everything it is. It is truly it's beautiful. Like there are so many just like snapshot moments where I'm like, I wish that was wallpaper or I wish that was a print. I wish that was a print. I wish that was a print. Like I would literally fill my room up with nothing but shots from this cartoon because of how beautiful it was. Yeah. It's a shame that cells don't exist for that. This I would be, I would go through anything to, to get like a hand painted cell. But of course, since it's all digital, that doesn't exist, but still what to your I point, a th- just beautiful stuff. Yeah, I got a thumb drive right here. I think it holds uh, four gigs. You think that's good enough to get one of those? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe full frame. Well, I don't know that that might be uh, that might be over four gigs. Who knows? Well, I just I just need an eight K rip of it. I just want it as clean as possible. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's so nice. Yeah, I mean, just to get te- technical for a second, like a lot of the that movement and the facial movement and stuff is down to just superior rigging um on the 3d models and that you know that kind of thing is the kind of thing that can only be possible recently with the advances of uh character animation and rigging and all that stuff so so it is go ahead not the denver the last dinosaur people (laughs) no no a little bit a little bit more advanced but I mean, he definitely, I don't know how much they they spent on this show, but it it seems just extraordinarily high budget. I'm guessing they spent a few hundred bucks. (laughs) Yeah, they spent, uh, they spent a few, uh, they rubbed a few nickels together, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. This this, this definitely looks like it costs more than digging in your couch to find loose change. Yeah, yeah. So, so sort of broadly, this movie or movie, this show might well follows be. might as well be because it it's basically a Cliff's Notes version of uh, 
uh, Captain America: The First Avenger has the the similar big beats, um, and so even though Peggy makes this decision to stay in the room, which sets mm-hmm. off a series of events that result in her becoming Captain Carter and imbued with the the super soldier serum, um, uh, it, it it basically still plays out similar to to the Captain America movie. Yeah familiar but a little different and um you know introduce some different characters like the uh, colonel john flynn yep the uh the sexist jerk off you know the worst part was like when i heard his voice i was like that's bradley whitford oh yeah like, he has a very distinctive voice he plays such a good sort of uh, like uh asshole yeah it's like from revenge of the nerds 2 i will never forget that voice it is totally burned in my brain (laughs) he has like a a sardonic quality to his his voice that is uh instantly recognizable and and great you know he's great he definitely does what you need him to do and and for him pretty much all my notes was like he's a dick I don't like this guy. <laughs> Holy smokes. He sucks. Holy smokes. He's a dick. He sucks. <laughs> yeah, like my notes are not very great. You know, they're like, God, I just wish, you know, he would have been shot instead of Tommy Lee Jones' character. Yeah, uh, he gets, they're like, we can't hire Tommy Lee Jones or apparently a sound alike, so he's just going to get shot off right off the bat. Yeah, no. And uh, I was like, oh, and we get this other guy who's this complete foil for carter in so many different ways um but for the most part like you said it follows you know beat to first avenger you know up to a point um yeah the big beats are there yeah uh i it's it's weird like i like you know uh how do i put it uh, hold on let me i'm gonna edit all that out as my brain burps <laughs> Everything. No, you keep this out here. No, I'm gonna edit everything out. That's my power. <clears throat> Damn it! That's my that's my superpower. Yeah, like you said, when she was inclined to stay in the room, it it created this different timeline where everyone stayed in the room, and so like the Hydra guy was just like, "Well, I'm gonna blow up everyone here and hope I don't blow up." Uh, yep. <laughs> you know, but it was really nice to get that condensed version of, you know, like. Tom Lee Jones dies, and then, you know, Steve is shot, so he can't get in the vital chamber, and then how, you know, like, Flynn was so determined that anyone else should get in the chamber but Peggy. He's like, "Uh, Stark, you do it. He's like, "Mm, I push buttons, dude. I don't do this. Steve couldn't get in there, so then Peggy, you know, does the hero's, you know, journey and takes that step, gets in the vital chamber, and gets, like, just super imbued with it. But, you know, immediately gets to work getting pissed off, you know, punching, punching bags, throwing weights into walls, like, you know, like training for a shield she doesn't even know she's going to get yet. Mm hmm. I, 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 God, I can't tell you how much I love this episode. I, I would, I would hide it and just be like, eh, Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll wait for the wrap up to tell you how I feel, but I am, I am thoroughly not only enthralled, 
with this the way it looked. I'm hoping that they break the what if continuum and I get more of Captain Carter. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you will. I want more. I know. <laughs> well, I have I have I that. So I, I kind of separated out my thoughts in, into like and no like. Um, and so one of then- one of my no likes is that I I think with a lot of these what if episodes, we're gonna come out the other end wanting more, and I don't think we'll get much more. I I want more. I don't care. I don't care what your no likes are. I need more. I need more Captain Carter. I mean, well, I there's not a moment of this cartoon that I do not like. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think there's some aspects of it that, and we can get into it and talk about it maybe a little bit later after we talk about more stuff we like. But there are aspects of it that leave me with some certain questions that I'm like, what? And then, you know, some other th- aesthetic things that I'm just being nitpicky about. But in general, yeah, there's no no big stuff. Uh, you're one of those fans just complain about shit. Don't realize how good you got it. I understand. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No. Okay. No. Okay. All right. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna send you. Uh, I'm gonna send you the old Spider-Man shit. Uh, okay. Pre pre Tobey <laughs> Maguire. I'm gonna change your tune then. You're gonna be like, oh god, now I understand why John's just like, I'll take this because Lord knows what we had before. Oh sure. I mean, before you subject me to Spooder Man, um, (laughs) let's talk about some more stuff that we liked about this. Um, So uh, obviously, yeah, the animation's great. The story is fun and good. The the way that they they sort of changed each of these these big moments and transformed them into a story about uh, Peggy Carter becoming Captain Carter. Um, uh, they did a good job. I think that, that this version of that story stands against the original version just great, and it is a fun thing to imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you. There's not a part of this I did not like. Mm-hmm. I, that's, I mean, that's what I'm coming down to. It. I'm just like, for. I think I like the premise a lot. I, you know, I love the action sequences in this. They, like bar none, I wish these were done in movies because that would be baller. There are some parts that are, yeah, you know, like the montage. You want to talk about a montage that makes sense versus a montage that I just watched the other night with the the new Titan season. Where oh. I was just going like, <laughs> what is this? And then I watch <laughs> like the music doesn't match up for anything. Like it makes no sense. I'm like, I don't like it. Then I see the montage in this what if episode. I'm like, oh, it's the swing music. It's great. It's fast. But there's that whole, when they're fighting the airplanes, and they do that whole kind of tracking shot where they're smashing into an airplane, fighting all the people, jumping out of the other, you know, the airplane, smashing mm-hmm. into another one, free-falling on top of the Hydra Stomper, and bombing off. I was just like, perfection. Yeah. Well, yeah, completely. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's riffing off that same sort of montage thing that they had in uh, the first Avenger, but it it it's really successfully takes that concept, makes it its own, and then does stuff like you're saying with animation that would be you know far too cost prohibitive or probably might look stupid if you tried to do it with the uh, budget you have on you know a, a major motion picture. But that's the beauty of animation is you can you know your imagination is uh are the 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 bounds of of your uh of these big action set pieces and i agree once so once they get steve into the hydra stomper outfit and we have that whole like just the business of being captain carter with her sidekick basically proto iron man is something that I didn't know how much I needed in my life, but when I saw it, I was like, yes, this is incredible. <laughs> it's like the these two like monoliths of uh, you know, the the previous continuity, Iron Man and Captain America, and they're these different people playing them, basically, these two archetypes, right? And mm-hmm. this is a new way of them being partners and seeing them be friends. And you know more than friends in a way, and having their the interplay between these two power sets, the tech armor and the the super strong soldier, was just such an incredible delight. And seeing Captain Carter with that handle that was specially made for her, riding on the back of the Hydra Stomper as it soared through the air, was something that, like I said, it just like. I didn't know that this is something that I wanted so badly, but when I saw it, I was like, I've wanted this forever. <laughs> this is something yeah. I've wanted my entire life. <laughs> There's never been a time where I've not wanted that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I had, you know, like, look, the, um, yeah, it, it's no secret. I collect collectibles and stuff. And as of late, I've been picking up a lot more Marvel legends of characters I like. And they did a whole launch for these. What ifs. And I had zero context. So what I did was I kept my head down and I just pre-ordered them <laughs> without really looking at them. But I was like, I know, I guess I'll want them. And I saw the, you know, the Hydra Stomper and I had no idea what that was, who was supposed to be in it or anything. So I was like, oh, cool. It's going to have like Iron Man looking robots. I don't care. Bye, 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 bye. Like, you know, like literally I'm like looking through just to make sure I'm entering the right credit card information. And then just to see what it actually turned out to be, I was just going, oh my God, this is amazing. This is a great change to their dynamic, but still very much grounded in that dynamic. Like the one thing I want to say is like them falling in love with each other or them being meant to be is totally believable, both in the first Avenger and even in this what if. Yeah, like, and it it is doing a nice thing by playing with the archetypes that I think we've come to expect uh, from any sort of on-screen relationship, because they're completely flipped in, in this case. We have Steve Rogers, who has never been imbued with a super soldier serum, so he's not big. He is the same skinny, tiny little man, and... Uh, he and then um, Peggy, who is Captain Carter, who is taller, buffer, and like uh, stronger than we've ever seen her before, 
and but it still works to your point you completely believe the the people uh falling in love and i like seeing movies take those tropes and dismantle them and shows and whatever because that is like an outdated way of thinking and yeah, it's clear that Peggy was always in love with who Steve was inside, not just because she saw him come out of that Vita Ray chamber and he was yoked to hell, <laughs> bigger it, than it, any man I've ever seen. Exactly. You start seeing those notes before he's imbued with that in the first Avenger movie. Mm-hmm. And so you understand it. And this one just, you know, flips the dynamic. It not only flips the dynamic, like what you, probably most people would normally be used to, but still reinforces what was going on in that. And that's what I loved about it. And I have to also say what Josh Keaton, who voiced Steve Rogers, creepily sounds a lot more like Chris Evans than I thought. Yeah, I don't know how they've found a guy who has so much voice acting credits to his name and live action credits as well. Um, and they, he was able to do such an incredible impression because people out there may not know, but one of the big things that they tried with, uh, these, uh, what if shows is that they wanted to get as much of the original cast back to do the voices of the characters as they could. And of course, you know, a lot of these people are big stars. They've got scheduling things and sometimes it didn't work out. And mm-hmm. Chris Evans is one of those people. And so they had to find a replacement and they got this dude who has got has just been an actor forever, and he's somehow able to do a naturalistic Chris Evans, which Chris Evans does not have a super distinct voice. So that just blew me away. Yeah, it, it, he does an amazing job. You know, especially when you know they get like Haley Atwell. You know, she played yeah. Peggy Carter, so she's voicing her character. Yeah, to your point, Dominic Cooper's Howard Stark, like. We're getting like shit. Even Neil Madonna fucking was came back as yeah. <laughs> well. Come on, well, <laughs> Neil Madonna is he's no, waiting but, by the phone for that one. No, he's not. I'm just Dude. kidding, Neil Madonna. You are the yeah, best. I love. I loved you in uh, Band of Brothers. Don't you mess with that Silver Fox, man. Don't don't play with my emotions like that. He, he yeah, he's he was my favorite balls. character in uh, Band of Brothers. Well, and and of course they got Sebastian Stan. You know, Bucky Barnes, he doesn't necessarily need to do this stuff, but, you know, they pulled him into a room for, like, five minutes and said, uh, read these lines however you want, it's fine. Um, they definitely, I, I did want to, so that was in my no-like category. Uh, well, no disrespect to Se- Sebastian Stan, but that was, uh, he might have been literally phoning those. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, I know that's Sebastian Stan doing these lines, but I am not buying it. <laughs> yeah, that is one big calamari. <laughs> it's what about? It's like, uh, I think, I think that that that's my friend. I think I'm friends with that guy as well. <laughs> I'm friends with that big old robot. When do I get paid? Um, Can no, ca- I mean, have we cashed the check? The, the yep. check's been cashed. Later. <laughs> he was he was on a vacation in Aruba or wherever. But yeah, uh, yeah I, don't know. I mean, now? again, no, you know, some people just aren't cut out for voice acting. It seems like it is a sort of a special skill. So oh, nothing against him. He does a great job as as Bucky Barnes. But 
uh, compared to the other talent in this episode, a little, you know, just on the not my favorite. Yeah, we'll 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 we. Yeah. yeah. And of course, uh, Hugo Weaving is never doing anything with a Red Skull again, so they got the guy from uh, who did his voice from uh, Infinity War uh, to come back and uh, reprise the role. Yeah, I mean, he sounds like Hugo Weaving. He just talks a little faster. Yeah. He's yeah, he a does little... a great... He sounds exactly like Hugo Weaving doing a German accent. Which is, you know... All you could ask for. It's just like I said, his cadence is like a little faster. Yeah, it's, it's like someone who can do like Werner Herzog, but talks a little too quick. You're like, yeah, it's close, but you need to slow it down by like you know, like ten percent. Yeah, and that's that's Ross Marquand. Yeah, Ross Marquand. Um, you know what I was actually surprised by was mm. I didn't think that was to- uh, Toby Jones doing Aram Zola, but it was. Didn't sound well, like it for some, for some reason. Yeah, the initial one, it does like the initial scene where you get him, it doesn't. But when they're in the uh, like SSR base, and she's about yeah. to interrogate him. That's why I was like, oh yeah, that's that Toby guy. Like it. Okay, it, it has that little like that high pitched sound he makes as uh like uh zola zola uh, sorry hold on the fucking seltzer's coming back <laughs> it's evidence revenge yeah. it's all you were getting you got so worked up about all I these did. ungrateful marvel fits i did i was like zola uh sl uh, uh, snl uh, alum daryl hammond is in this uh as just a random nazi general yeah, he does. He does. Uh, he sounds pretty good as a Nazi general. <laughs> yep. Oh, you know, speaking of voice cast, what did you think uh, I, of Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher? I'm a huge Jeffrey Wright fan. I cannot wait to see his take on uh, Commissioner Gordon. But uh, what did you think of him as the Watcher? Oh, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was great. I like his ad. He did such a good job. Yeah, I mean, I'd watch him read like the ingredients off of the seltzer that's making me burp. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm actually staring at a picture that my wife painted of Jeffrey Wright as Bernard uh, from uh, the uh, Westworld show. Um, That's how taken we are with his uh, his incredible performance in that show. Yeah, no, he does a great job as a you know the watcher i i I enjoy it you know and it's like i mean the watcher really in this series is very much like the crypt keeper but like (laughs) first i want to percent you know like a person i'd want to hang out with versus like you know (laughs) crypt keeper i'd have to really be in the mood yeah and thank god the watcher has less of a proclivity for puns i don't know how i could take (laughs) <laughs> that with the show it didn't doesn't seem like it would totally fit yeah yeah what if captain carter <laughs> the German, so... and just like oh okay all right <laughs> this needs to stop <laughs> what i love about the show as well is they got so many huge names to come in and do a line of dialogue like stanley tucci is in this cartoon for two seconds that's, and that's him they got the tooch. Yeah, they, I mean, he's busy not filming the next Transformers, so or uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Or Hunger Games, I guess they still making those. So yeah, 
No, I don't him. think they are. They got uh, what Samuel Jackson to come in and do a voice. Yep, line. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, I grabbed that line by the way. <laughs> Agent Carter, or I mean, uh, Captain Carter's like, what? What? Where's Steve Rogers? That's when she tries to jump back through the portal. (laughs) What alien world have I come out of? Oh, yeah. No. Speaking of aliens, I really liked the hellboyness of this final battle as it compared to the uh, original movie. You know, in Hellboy. Um, invariably some some uh some bad characters are are uh, attempting uh, to summon some sort of old god and uh this was very much the case in this episode as well yeah i mean it 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 tracks right like i mean even in the ep- you know even in first avenger it was like oh they're gonna use the tesseract to make like laser guns i mean i guess yeah right versus like let me summon some untold horror um to smite my enemies in this instance is like no we're gonna summon this thing it's gonna fight for us and if it doesn't we'll just have it destroy the world because hydra and i felt like that tracks a lot more with what like a red skull would really do yeah Um, i mean aside from the sort of skeletor style end that he suffers in this movie um where the he just gets crushed by one of the tentacles while he's giving a big speech. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that it's like, fun. It's fun. I mean, I you know me. I'm a huge Captain America fan. I think my hot take is that in the MCU at large, Red Skull was wasted. He's like one of my favorite Captain America villains. He's such a classic Captain America villain, and to have him sort of you know, just in one movie and then sidelined on Vormir is just not my favorite. And then this as well was fine for this because of what happens to him in the greater MCU that this made sense and, and worked. But at the same time, I, I'd well, like uh, something different. Yeah, but it's the. Th- I think the problem with me in the Red Skull is that that is a Captain America villain. Mm-hmm. So you want to see them battle. Right, like you, that's like his ultimate villain. But with Captain Carter, there's not that level of animosity. Like yep. he, he is just a thing, but he's not the thing. Like they, they are not locked in this, you know, battle that has lasted, or you know, in the comics anyway, have lasted centuries. In this instance, she's like whatever. So him being kind of disposable, I'm like, eh, I'm for it because you know. He's less of a concern to her versus just winning the war outright. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's the way I kind of looked at it in that instance. It was a I'm, little shocking, but... Yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if you think about it, and to be fair to both, and again, like I said, I have problems with both uh, depictions, but if, if, if you want to just take sort of like a thousand foot view of both of them in First Avenger... They have a bit of a showdown, but he just he just screws himself over in the end, um, much like he does in this. Like he in both instances, this cosmic cube is his undoing. Um, so they both treat him about the same. Yeah, I mean, I don't like that outcome. Yeah, you know, uh, with the Captain America First Avenger, 
I don't mind it so much here. Um, but that's more me being a fan of, you know, their their battles in the comics and me just wanting to see that play out a little bit more than just being yeah, like, yeah, same he here. did exist, but, mm, you know, because a lot of Captain America's villains in the movies have just been, you know, mistreated for the most part. Like, you know, Crossbones feels like it's a character that should have definitely stuck around. And if you were going to, you know, try to introduce other ones, it felt like that's where, you know, Taskmaster would have probably been a better foil mm-hmm. for him. Or, you know, I- anyone else, but just to kind of be like, yeah, no, let's just throw these people away, because no one's, you know, at the end of the day, everyone knows you're going to beat Batrock the Leaper. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like, let's toss them to the side. So, <laughs> Batrock the Leaper is in more stuff than uh, Red, Red Skull. Skull. Yeah. <laughs> or Crossbones. That, well, actually, Crossbones probably has more screen time, but well, still. as Crossbones? No. No, yeah, you're right. Crossbones is in, in it for like uh, maybe a minute and a half. Yeah, you know, he shows up. He's got those like Hulk gloves or some shit. <laughs> yep, he's got <laughs> pneumatic pistol fists or, or pneumatic piston fists. Watch out! Oh no, is he's gonna punch? And then it's it's gonna punch. Yeah, <laughs> he's got to wait though. It's a piston. It'll take a second. He's got to reload it, just yeah. like Henry Cavill in uh, Mission Impossible. He has to reload his fists. <laughs> Punching them like into the ground to relock them in. Hold on one second. I'll be right there, Cap. I'm going to knock your block off this time. I won't miss. <laughs> I'm going to knock your block off. <laughs> yeah. Let me do this other one. But, you know, in this instance, like, I, I didn't bother me as much. Um, yeah. Because I, I was so. That's enthralled. fine, I think. Yeah, I mean, I was just so enthralled with seeing her with a sword and shield. And I was just like, that's so cool. I don't know why I like <laughs> yeah. that so much. <laughs> but I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seemed appropriate, right, for the English Captain America uh, that she would eventually end up um, looking like a knight uh, a bit. I think that, that that was a really great moment. And as somebody who likes the Black Knight, character uh that we will i guess soon see in the eternals movie yeah that's fingers crossed i guess he's gonna show up i I hope he's got that sword (laughs) he's like not and it's not just kit harrington looking sad the entire movie i don't know we'll see we'll we'll see Um, is my ebony blade it is (laughs) great kit harrington Oh, I'm Thank going you. to the Night's Watch. Oops, wrong property, boy. I'm the king of the north here. Where's yeah. my Pegasus? Get me my horse that's like a unicorn, but without the horn. And it's got <laughs> wings on it. And I ride around, they call me the Black Knight. <laughs> and I got the ebony blade, you see. And it can cut through anything. My name is, uh, I don't know the character's name. Because <laughs> he's pretty shitty, to be honest. You know, he's he's not that great, but he's got a blue cape, hopefully, and it'll be Oh, good. man. We can only hope. I hope he looks as ridiculous as he looks in the comic. He That's better look like the comic version. If he looks cooler than that, I'm going to have, I'm going to walk out. I'm out. <laughs> well, I'm gonna turn based off on Disney the costumes Plus. I've seen so far, uh, mm-hmm. well, that's all I'll say. Yeah, I have um, seen nothing. nothing. Good, 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 good. 
Um, here's a question I wanted to pose to you. So this, um, this alternate reality opens up a lot of sort of questions as to how things progress from here. Obviously, at the end, we see that things have progressed at least similarly, similarly to the sacred timeline, uh, which is to say that Hawkeye and Nick Fury find themselves in an underground bunker using the Tesseract to open up a portal, which is the same as the start of the Avengers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So then that kind of leads me to an interesting question, because in this timeline, Iron Man is essentially created well before the other timeline, in Mm -hmm. the because Steve is technically Iron Man Mark Zero, or Mark One, or prototype Iron Man as the uh, Hydra Smasher. So... Then it sort of turns Iron Man into a sort of a legacy character like Captain America is. And it creates this, at least in my head canon, it creates the sort of handing down of the armor and the moniker from generation to generation since it started in, you know, the... It started in the, the World War II and it, you know, Steve did not go into the ice in this one. So, I'm wondering, um, like, what does that mean for Iron Man in this universe, do you think? I think Iron Man probably doesn't exist in the same way. Yeah. Like, you know, it's probably not Tony. Maybe it's just, you know, soldiers inherit the role, and, you know, Howard has just been updating, you know, the Hydra Smasher ever since. Yeah, and it has just become, like the smasher or maybe they adopt the iron man moniker but it yeah. is more like war machine where a uh it's a property of the u.s uh military yeah that's the way i, I kind of see it playing out because there'd be no reason for like you know i mean i guess there could be incidents where tony Stark's like my dad created one with an alien space gym and all the resources of the united states government i could do the same in a in a cave <laughs> maybe you know, um. and the, the the doctor there instead of like helping him make this this like suit from scratch that it comes out of his mind he's like let's just copy what your dad did he's like that that makes sense that's about as much as we could do in this uh cave here <laughs> ding, ding, ding. there's one just actually back here well oh, let me just take this oily rag oh yeah there's one just sitting back here they just have a dime a dozen let's just fix this one up yeah that sounds good uh let's paint it a gray sure <laughs> sounds sure. good we'll call yeah. it the mark one mm, there's been like 50 of them mm, whatever. Well, we'll spell mark but we'll uh just make it it's mk mar- <laughs> <laughs> call so- me mark <laughs> the newest superhero on the block <laughs> Look, there's Mark flying over there. <laughs> hey, Mark. Go get him, Mark. Go get him. Oh, I love your metal suit, Mark. Oh, Mark with a metal suit. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. Him. Yeah, name could probably use some work, but, like, he's doing the good stuff. He's doing the good work. <laughs> Every time someone's like, look, Mark's over there. Like, four Marks in the crowd are like, who, me? Oh, what? Me? Oh, well, you must be talking about flying uh, Mark over there. Oh, Hello. yeah, I see him. He's he's really My rude. real name's Tony. Mm, stick what? with Mark. Who cares? 
You suck, Tony Mark. What? <laughs> Go open another uh, Hyundai dealership. <laughs> so, let's talk about some more. What are some other things that you uh, that you just love and are dying to talk about about this episode? Uh, shit. The well, I talked about the one I love. The, that tracking shot was really mm-hmm. cool. There's also the one where she breaks into like the castle, the Kraken, or whatever it was called. Mm. Where they just follow her jump up and over, and it's like backlit blue. I just love that whole moment. Um, the recreations of a lot of like, I guess you know, like memorable scenes from First Avenger. You know, her walking out with the Howling Commandos, shooting with them, but like her shield, which it, it that I, I love that deflecting the fucking tank shell. Like, there's. I just really dug the action in it. And Peggy Carter's probably like one of my favorite characters from like the MCU. I love the TV show, the mm-hmm. short, which also did feature Bradley Whitford was in the short there. So that's where, he, so he's not like a new character they made just for this. But. <laughs> right. He's just somehow in the room when it happened. Yeah, exactly. He's like, Oh, he was over there. He's over there the whole time. See him. I, I you know I just love the character and how badass she is, and then just to see this like this ultimate version of her just like whooping ass like the the stopping of the truck I guess in Germany I don't know where she just puts the you know the shield towards it and lifts the truck up and over her head I was just like okay I'm in for a good time but when she starts ping ponging the shield off the of dude's heads. And throw in motorcycles. I was just like, okay, see, this is like a Peggy Carter unleashed. Like, just, you know, someone just mm-hmm. whooping ass. Um, that's really like what really stuck to me. I also really liked Howard Stark in this one. It's probably the best version of Howard Stark for me, uh, of young Howard Stark. Uh, yeah. He, he's. You know, like he's encouraging, he's rip and ready to go, you know, he's still breaking the laws, you know, giving her her USO suit that she, I guess she would have had to go on tour with for some reason and, you know, making some modifications. And I love the costume, like, holy shit, like. Yeah, the costume is a great, it's, it's really well designed, it captures her essence as Captain Carter while also calling back to the best iterations of the, uh. Of of the first Avenger suit, I'm glad they were they avoided like trying to to follow the aesthetic of the first Avenger too much because that first suit is definitely not one of the the top suits. Like it definitely feels more like the Endgame suit uh, or later iterations than you know earlier Captain America it, stuff, it, which was it, a couple missteps there. Yeah, I mean it completely uh, took a. It, it it took advantage of the iterations that they were able to make for sure. Yeah, and I love the uh, the fact that Captain Carter gets her own like Endgame style scene where they're pinned down by all of those tanks and they get the sort of on your left uh, scene with Steve in the first appearance of the Hydra Smasher flying in to uh, offer support. I thought that was great. And again, just another stellar uh sequence with amazing shots and animation as he uh crumples the front of that 
that tank's, uh, you know, the I, barrel of that tank. I mean, even how they did the heads-up display in that, where it's like all valves and gaskets, and you can kind of mm-hmm. see it being reflected off of there, looking holographic. It's just a real nice touch. Which he slices the tank tread with the shield. Yeah. I was just like, holy smokes, that is just so cool. Like, it, it just... This this whole episode was filled with nothing but cool moments for me. Um, so, like I said, I'd be hard pressed to find anything that I was really like, "Oh, here we go again." <laughs> well, actually, I, then that's a good segue. Let's talk a little bit about the parts that I put down and no like. And I want to be clear: is that I love this episode, and I'm I'm really on board with this series. And so these are just. Just small things, I think. All right, all right. Let's see it. Let's hear it. I'll so I agree with you. Yeah. So number one, I think they could have done a better job on the music. I wish they had given her a sting that was as memorable as Captain America uh, sting. They have like a, a little bit different music, but none of it really stuck in my mind. Uh, that seems to be par for the course with most Marvel. It's true. Yeah. I but I wish they did a better job because I think. Captain America has Captain America and the Avengers are the few or one of or maybe the two people besides maybe Spider-Man where you can actually recognize their music just by ear Avengers for sure. Now, Captain America, I think it would be harder if you were just to kind of mix in some of the other movies because it 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 is very their music's very neutral it's not yeah but he has that one sting the da 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 where when they like summon that during moments where he like shows up and stuff it definitely is iconic Eh, i i i there that's me no like what you said there i don't think it's very iconic it could be better I, I think all of them could be better. The most memorable thing to me is the Marvel. You know, you're watching a Marvel something with a da, 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 da. that is the most memorable thing uh, out of all their music. So I'm not really like I'm not going to knock the movie with, or I'm not going to knock this cartoon uh, for its music just because I was like, yeah. I mean, just not- understand that I'm saying comparatively. Sure, 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 sure. It could to the be- other Marvel properties. Like sure. I can summon that that little that little vignette from Captain America. I can I have that from memory. But you ask me what what anything from Ant Man is. Like I have no freaking clue. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that sounds like Game of Thrones. Yeah, sure, whatever. It all sounds yeah. like it's all Game of Thrones. Why to not? Me. Sure. I'm not one for music. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I, so I think you're right. It's like an uh, it's a problem that's emblematic for the entire Marvel series. Uh, but I was hoping that they could give her something that that stuck in my mind as much as the Captain America thing did. Maybe needed <laughs> to be like something very English. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So that's I mean, it's not really it's a neutral thing. It's not really that, anything that that bad. Okay. Um, another thing I thought that they could have done a little bit better of a job on is the design of the Captain Carter shield. I thought the outfit is spectacular, and then the shield doesn't really live up to the outfit. And it's 
mostly that they have like an entire Union Jack that is just cropped in the center. I don't know. Something about that lacks imagination to me as a designer. It, well, I, yeah, I mean, it could be, I I think maybe the designer from their point was kind of treating it as like star-esque, you know, like points of a star. Yeah. That's why I was filling the space. But I mean, the one thing about the, you know, the British flag, the Union Jack is it is a pretty, it is a pretty striking flag. It looks, it's, sure. it's up there with like real awesome looking flags for countries. Uh, I, I hate to say it. Uh, just because, you know, I mean, shit, we stole its colors. Um, <laughs> sure. But yeah, the, I mean, almost, I think if they would have taken out the second ring and filled in the Union Jack there, or just made it completely Union Jack. Yeah, I, that's the thing. I think they can deconstruct and maybe make uh, those lines and shape more graphical and then apply that to the entire shield. To me, it was like a level of detail thing because the reason Captain America's shield works so well is that the entire design has the same level of detail, right? We have mm -hmm. big blocks of color and then a star in the center and i realized that you, like with a union jack you don't have something as tidy as a star that you can just that is just sort of obvious to use but maybe there's a way you can carry those like strong vertical and horizontal bars and even the diagonal ones through to the edge of the shield and just made something better so i was just a little bit disappointed with that because it felt sort of like it felt sort of like, okay, what do we put in the center of the shield? Uh, I don't know, Union Jack. <laughs> just, put, just put the flag again in the center. Because uh, like, if you imagine that, you know, luckily the Union Jack is symmetrical, so it works better. But if you imagine like Captain America's shield is just like a bunch of color bars, and then there's an American flag in the center, you would be like, come on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, to be fair, Captain America's shield is really good at the distilled version of what the flag is, like the elements. So, yeah, yeah okay. I, it makes me wonder what it... I can't remember right now what it looked like in the comics. I'm going to take a look to see if... Yeah, I can't follow. either. Yeah, so I own that comic. I bought it because the cover... That is fantastic. Yeah, well, the cover was just like, wow, she's Captain America, I'm... I'm for it. <laughs> so I, <laughs> there, so I wonder what the show looks like. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll consent. I mean, I wasn't blown away with it either. Yeah. Um, and my final note I mentioned earlier is that, uh, the, the, like you, I really love the universe that this creates. And I don't like, uh, if they did do more of it, it would feel lopsided and weird, I think, because who knows how we'll feel about any of the rest of these what-ifs. Maybe there's another one we'll like just as much. And then, like, who do you, what do you choose to go forward? And then maybe if you do a second season, do you just do a continuation of these stories? I'd much rather they do new stories and continue with a what-if format, but... I, it's almost like they're giving you a tantalizing little taste of something that could be, and then I feel like we're not gonna see this again. I so how do I put it? I agree with you in principle. Like I very much would hope to see like um, 
you know, like new stories or different variations, but knowing the type of architect that like Kevin Feige is, this strikes me as we'll be getting these characters again. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if we got some of them in movie form. I've just, yeah, I think that that's well, much like you said before, we're going to get the multiverse of madness. I have to imagine that these characters will, or at least some of these characters will make an appearance. Yeah. It, I don't know. It just, it just stands to reason. It's also like the voices and stuff really strikes me as like, you know, you just don't, you don't get Jeremy Renner to come in and go <laughs> without getting him to go ahead and, you know, <laughs> sure. Yeah. In other episodes. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So I, I have a feeling, I think some of them will come back or we might even get a glimpse of what like the Avengers looks like in that universe, you know, to a point, maybe we'll find out about Iron Man. We'll find out about, um, you know, what Thor is in this universe too, or how they might have to go and help, you know, the, the, the main universe and fix all that shit. So, um, but in, in practice, these really should be self-contained and yeah, just, but do you think that is, this is like, are they setting the ground for an end game times a million where, you know, we find this new configuration of Avengers fighting against, uh, Kang, the conqueror. And, uh, then all these other versions of the Avengers from all these different timelines show up. I mean, talk about like, how would you take your, your skin, you know, your, your, uh, uh, goosebump generating portal moment from uh, Endgame and and times it by a thousand. Like have all these these different versions show up. That would be incredible. Oh my god, I'd love that. I I, <laughs> I would love that. Like I just be like yeah, this makes sense. You know, it's like the next thing you would do. Shit. Honestly, I would take whatever the Avengers or however you know, like Marvel movie that they're gonna. Uh, add, you know, all these characters, and if the cartoon versions came out, I'd take that shit too at this point. I'd be like, alright, let's go. <laughs> like, cartoon <laughs> Carter Avengers, let's go. Fucking Spider-Ham's here. Let's have some, let's get nutty, people. <laughs> right. Let's get nutty. Bring John Mulaney back as Spider-Ham, you cowards. Yeah, do it. I, I dare you. Double dog dare you. <laughs> um... Yeah, I kind of I I see them doing more with it. I just don't see them uh really self-containing these. It just yeah. from from a from a studio standpoint, a merchandising standpoint, it doesn't make sense to me to do that. But, you know, uh I I don't have any context with any of the trailers, so I don't outside of the little scrawl that Disney Plus shows you, I have no idea. I guess I see T'Challa's in it. I'm assuming that's T'Challa. Um, but yep. I don't know anyone else. Um, uh, that is uh, Chadwick Boseman's... That's Chadwick Boseman. Uh, the, R.I.P. Uh, is, that, is this like his last role mm-hmm. for Marvel? Oh, man, yeah. that's good. I'm going to be crying like a... I'm already like tearing a, up a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, crying like talking. a goon. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's going to be a challenge. That one's yeah. going to be a challenge. 
Well, uh, I just for giggles and tickles, I did a search to see how they got around it in the comic book for Captain Carter. Mm-hmm. She wasn't Captain Carter. She was Captain America, so she just has Captain America shield. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. I guess I'm uh, not surprised why they did it a little bit differently. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, just go back to the drawing board on that old shield, or maybe when she, maybe she'll get a new one. She's uh, when she's here in the future, uh, uh, making her own Avenger team. But um, any final thoughts? Any wrap up you would like to do with Marvel's first episode of What If? Well, uh, for those who stood through this who have not watched it, uh, shame on you. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I hope you uh, would have paused us, watched it, and come back and be like, these two are terrible. What if <laughs> they were better informed? <laughs> Not going to um, happen. Nope. Like I already said, I went to a bunch of al- alternate universes, and this uh, the quality of this podcast remains the same. Uh, that would we- that'd be weird if we were the constant. Like yep. the, the only reason why the universe is not shaken apart is the fact yeah. that we're we're completely inept across all yeah. the uniform Pop Saga <laughs> is the uh the sacred uh podcast that that ties the entire universe together um everyone knows that i don't yeah. need to relitigate that again but any final thoughts that you want to uh, get out there i love it i can't wait to see more for all those hate tanks that are hate tanks for this for whatever reason uh get over yourselves it's it's meant to be entertaining it's meant to be fine it's meant to represent things to other people your 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 time you've had a good run give other people a chance to enjoy stuff and have heroes to rally behind and stop being selfish about it if you want to see what something a little bit more progressive looks like this is that type of cartoon. I'm, I really can't wait to see what they do next because at least they're breaking general conventions and general conventions that I feel that need to be broken. So I, I truly can't wait to see what they do uh, with this in the future. I can't wait to rewatch this episode again. It's how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, very well said. And if I can just sort of piggyback on that a little bit, um, I don't understand how you can't like uh, What If, because it's like purely speculative, and it doesn't really have any impact on things that you like from the main continuity. So, you know, kind of just, I would say, go in with it as open mind as you possibly can, because uh, these are just kind of fun little flights of fancy. And so... There's nothing, you know, they, they don't really affect anything. So go watch them and have fun imagining if things were different. Because there's that's a fun exercise to do in your life. And it's fun to do in uh, fiction as well. So I say enjoy it. Because, you know, this kind of thing won't come around all that often, I don't think. Yeah. Agreed. Excellent, yes. Well, that'll do it for us this week. As always, we want to thank Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. I like listening to it every time, and so if you agree, uh, then please go check our show notes. There's a link to his Fiverr page. You can also enlist his amazing creative talent to make something for you. Uh, And uh, 
if you want to support us, maybe you like this for some reason. Uh, you can always check out our merch store. There is a brand new t-shirt coming your way. Should be out, fingers crossed, by the time that this episode is out there in the world. And get yourself a brand new Pop Saga t-shirt with the TV logo on it. It's going to be... It's real fun. We both love it. And we hope that you love it as well. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, if you want to join the discussion, if you want to join the community around Pop Saga, you can do so on Twitter and on Instagram at the Pop Saga. And you can uh, contact us through email if you want to, but I don't check it. I don't know how often John does, but that's the Pop Saga at gmail.com. And as we like to say, at the end of each one of our episodes, we hope that wherever you are, however you're listening to this, that you are happy, healthy, and of course, we'll see you next week. Remember, folks, what if... So if I'm predictable, I gotta tell you... <laughs> ...was the shit. <laughs> Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.